Hi everyone, this is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from a presentation given by Dr. Stanley Roxon at our Heart to Heart virtual event that was held in October 2022. Dr. Roxon is the Allen and Tina Neal Professor of Lymphatic Research and Medicine at Stanford University School of Medicine, where he also serves as Chief of Consultative Cardiology and the Director of Stanford Center of Lymphatic and Venous Disorders. He has spent most of his professional life researching and caring for those who have lymphatic disorders. In this excerpt from his presentation, Dr. Roxon talks about the possibilities in the future for lipedema. One of the things that I'm very excited about as a spillover for lipedema in my central work related to lymphedema is that I'm currently working on an anti-inflammatory drug that represents 25 years of work in animals and in humans, and that is currently in clinical trials for lymphedema. But what I'm very excited about is that the drug has targets that are going to be influential both in lymphatic biology and directly on adipocytes. So I'm very excited to, in the near future, I hope, to be able to extend the work that we've been doing into the lipedema realm itself. We identified platelet factor four as a biomarker for lymphatic promoted disorders, one of which is lipedema. And I think the important point here is that we can't use platelet factor four to distinguish lipedema from lymphedema and lymphatic vascular anomalies, but we can definitely use it to distinguish lipedema from constitutive obesity, where it is not present as a biomarker. So this work, which was done in collaboration with Dr. Guillermo Oliver from Northwestern University, we started in an animal model to look at the differences between young and old mice who have a genetic defect that is a lymphatic disorder that results in overgrowth of adipose tissue late in the stages of the mouse. At a young age, it doesn't look like anything is wrong with it. We know that by imaging, the lymphatics are not normal. And later on, it develops an age-related sedentary obesity and sometimes glucose intolerance as well. And we decided to look at biomarkers by looking at what is packaged in the cell and exported into the body fluids as what are called exosomes. We started out by doing a genetic profiling of young and old mice and comparing them to what we saw in a genetic form of obesity in mice. And what we found is, not surprisingly, the OBOB mouse, the mouse that has obesity, has a very distinct genetic profile from what we see in these lymphatic-linked overgrowth of fat disorders. And we alighted upon this one gene, which seems to increase its expression profile, not in obesity, but in these genetically abnormal mice uh, called platelet factor four. We looked at the so-called area under the curve for the predictiveness of elevated platelet factor four in these three distinct lymphatic diseases, secondary lymphedema, which would be the type that happens after cancer treatment or trauma or infection, 
We looked at lymphovascular disease, which are more constitutional disorders of the lymphatic circulation, including primary lymphedema. And we looked at lipedema. If you see an elevated platelet factor four level, it is a lymphatic disease. And we do not see elevation of platelet factor four in obesity. Interestingly enough, of the three entities, and this may reflect just simply the number of patients we had to look at, we almost achieve what is a clinically relevant level of sensitivity in lipedema. So in lipedema, we're almost at the point where we can say if platelet factor four is normal, then we can say without question, it's not lipedema. So we have the ability both to assign a diagnosis if lipedema is the question, if this entity is elevated, and we almost have the ability to say, nope, this is not lipedema if the value falls in the normal range. So that's hope for the future, I believe, in terms of biomarker analysis. The other thing that we can do in all diseases is imaging. Now, some individuals will tell you, oh, you know what, lipedema, it has nothing to do with the lymphatics unless lipolymphedema supervenes because lymphatic imaging is normal in lipedema. And I'm here to tell you that that's not true. And I'm going to show you some evidence for that. So here's a very old technique that isn't used very often, but this was published, I think, way back in the 1980s. And it's very interesting. What we do here is inject a very, very dilute solution of what would ordinarily be injected into the vein if you were having something like a venogram or a test on your kidneys or whatever it might be under x-ray. And then we can look for lymphatic uptake of this very dilute x-ray material as we take an x-ray examination. So in normal, you see these very fine linear patterns that represent normal lymphatics. Lipedema is abnormal with what we call lymphatic dermal backflow. But what's interesting, lymphedema shows this dermal backflow and abnormal lymphatic channels. But the lipedema pattern is not normal either, and it looks distinct from what we see in lymphedema. So that's uh, very compelling. In another way of looking at lipedema, we can do fluorescence microlymphography, so injecting something that fluoresces under the imaging agent, imaging modality. And here we see something very interesting, which are little aneurysms on the microlymphatics, which are not present in normal and not present in lymphedema. Now, the hallmark of lymphatic imaging for lymphedema is what's called dermal backflow, which is this back leakage of the injected material from the lymphatics directly back into the tissues. Well, what's interesting is that when you examine patients, even with early stage lipedema, this patient would fall under the category of stage one lipedema based on what we talked about at the very beginning of the talk. This is a patient who does not have lymphedema clinically, and she does have a lipedema, and she has dermal backflow. Her lymphatics are not normal, and this is not an isolated phenomenon. This is actually a paper that was published now four years ago, looking at 83 patients with a clinical diagnosis of lipedema, isolated lipedema, with an age range across the adult spectrum, but averaging middle age. BMI was in the overweight category overall, but not obese. And these patients all underwent lymphocentigraphy. And what was found is that almost half of them had abnormalities on the lymphocentigram, 
And typically these were mild to moderate in severity, but we cannot say that these were normal studies. The degree of abnormality on the lymphocytogram was unrelated to age, to the presence of stemmer sign, meaning that overt lymphedema was present, or to the BMI. And there was no significant relationship seen between the grade of the abnormality on the imaging study and the clinical stage of lipedema. So it supports what I believe, which is that abnormalities of the lymphatic system are at the inception end of lipedema. They are not the recipients of the abnormality in lipedema. They're not a byproduct of it. They actually help to drive the process. Thank you, Dr. Roxon. Your presentation was incredibly informative, but it also gave us hope for the future and what could be coming up for lipedema. And I'd like to also give a big thank you to all of you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema flash briefing. Hi there, this is Catherine Sayo with a very quick and exciting announcement. Just to let you know, our three-day event, Heart to Heart, is coming up March 31st, April 1 and 2. Make sure you don't miss it. We have speakers coming from all over the world and an amazing schedule for interaction with all of the community. It's going to be spectacular. Go to lipedema-simplified.org and be sure to click the link to get more information. And we'll see you there.